Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dial Femme for Murder. Hello, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Happy Freedom Day, everyone. Oh, well, happy, yesterday. Happy Freedom Day. Lol. Anyway, Very let's exciting. not go into that. We're on episode 16. Wow. That is crazy, 16 weeks. What can you do when you're 16 now? Because you can't do the lottery, you can't smoke, you can't oh do any God, of that. you can't do anything. What can you do? Because I remember when you were, when we were 16, we were able to smoke and do the lottery. Um, I don't know. I can't even remember being 16. No, it's, it's all a blur. It's, it's so long ago. How long ago was that for me? 16 years ago. Well, 16 then, years ago. <laughs> well, then for me, it would have been 17 years ago. Oh, my God. It's oh, crazy. that's insane. That's Gross, literally right? insane. How are you enjoying this lovely British weather we're having? Oh, my God. So we should do a disclaimer up front. If you hear, like, gardening noises, people screaming, anything like that, it's because windows have to be open. We are in a heat wave right now. Yeah, it's like 28. Like, today it was, like, 30 degrees or something. It's, yeah, and it's humid. It's really humid. It's really vile. Um, and it's like, I like this kind of weather when it's dry. Yeah, or when I'm on holiday. Yeah. And I don't have to do anything. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's true. Anyway, so how's your week been? What have you been up to? Joe, I've been following a lot of the uh, Britney Spears stuff. Yes, yes, as have I. So, what I was watching the... Because she had her court case last mm-hmm. week. Her mm-hmm. next court case with her um, quite attractive new lawyer. He is quite handsome, isn't he? Matthew Rosenhall, quite, I want to say. Quite a handsome new lawyer. But one thing that baffled me is they had Matt Gates at the Free Britney rally. Who's that? Now, okay, so Matt Gates is like a Republican politician. He hangs around with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. And they're really into in, big into like QAnon stuff. Uh, and like his big Trump guy. And yeah. I was like, really? Well, and he's probably... also, okay, not even, that's not even the worst thing. He's also got allegations of sex trafficking against um, him. So why was he there? I bet he's trying to blame it all on QAnon. No, because he's like, because he, he's like a fucking clout chaser and he yeah. chases any clout. And he's like, oh my God, hashtag free Britney, get on that. But why did they let him speak? Well, I have no clue. But what I do, one of my favourite things that I'm loving at the moment is that basically a feud is emerging public. Well, I don't love it because it's awful oh, yeah. for them. But there's like a feud emerging. But basically, Britney is calling out Jamie Lynn Spears because Jamie yeah. Lynn's like, oh, I didn't know any of this was happening. I feel so bad for my sister. And Britney's yeah. like, actually, do you know what? Fuck you. You didn't feel bad for me. Like, wrap me up in the spirit of the Lord. Wrap me up. Yeah. <laughs> wrap me up in the spirit of the Lord. Like, the what was Britney's quote? What did it say? Oh, it was something like, wrap you up in, it wasn't like wrap you up in hell. But no. <laughs> something but like, like that. Wrap you up in the spirit of the Lord and shove it basically yeah so jamie lynn basically posted saying blessings for the spirit with the spirit of the lord today and then she posted like a red rose or something you know like britney does yeah and then britney posted saying like a basically shove it up your ass pretty much um but yeah one i mean one thing i've noticed as well is that she is driving as well she is driving. She went into In and Out, and that's another thing. I another thing I didn't get right. I was also I put this on Twitter. If anybody mm. follows me on Twitter, you should because I do a lot of tweeting. Do you know who follows me on Twitter? Who? Barack Obama. Oh yeah, I remember. And I have no clue why. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember that. That's so weird. Anyway, um, I tweeted. Yeah. Why are all the hashtag Free Britney people publishing paparazzi photographs? In it. Of Britney. In it. It's like, talk about hip- hypocrisy. Don't do, yeah, don't do that. The only the only reason I knew she was driving was because I saw about the video that her boyfriend, Sam, mm-hmm. posted of her singing to one and of her songs. And then deleted. And then he deleted it. I don't understand. I don't know. The whole thing is so confusing, especially because I'm following these people on Instagram. And these people were like, oh, Sam Lutfi was wronged mm, and all this kind mm. of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what to believe. Do you know what? The only the only stuff I think I'm going to believe is when it comes out of Britney's mouth. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of stance I'm taking. Like, there's yeah. Obviously, we know that Lou, what's her name? Lou Pell? Lou Taylor. Lou Taylor is fucking trash. We know that, right? She's like really... I was what, reading stuff that like she was trying to get an exorcism for Britney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she, like, she she's trash. But there's also this stuff of there's a lot of stuff like that, right? That I'm like, okay, Britney hasn't said it herself, so yeah. I'm not gonna sit there and go, oh well, she definitely did that. I'm gonna take everything, yeah. everything with a pinch of salt. Everything Britney said, I'm like, yep, I believe her 100 percent because there's been the speculation, there's been the rumors, and she's basically confirmed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But just yeah. speculate, you know, I think that's kind of there's where a I'm... lot of conspiracy. There is, there is, there is, which and are very interesting to ring. Absolutely, I was just about to say. As much as I don't necessarily hundred percent believe them, I am thoroughly enthralled in watching yeah. all of them. Yeah, like that one, that one person's stories. On yeah, Instagram. Oh, what's their what's their Instagram handle? We should um, give them a shout out because their stories are literally. Um, I can't remember, but it's like watching a really dark documentary, and you're like, oh my god, I need I need to know more. And they're going to be posting stuff about Sam Lutfi like today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm just like constantly refreshing because I'm like I don't know what to believe. This man is out there saying, oh, the reason they tried to get rid of me is because I'm trying to protect Britney and I've been trying to do X, Y, Z and they've been making up rumours. I'm like, okay, could be true. But also he could be a scumbag who preys on vulnerable women. Absolutely. He could be. He could be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like I say, we will never know unless it comes out of the Britney's mouth. But the person to follow who has lots of Britney, like... I don't know whether that you know it's some conspiracy. Like I say, to take everything with a pinch of salt unless it comes from Britney yeah. herself. Is a person on Instagram called House in Habit. That's H O U S E I N H A B I T. Um, yeah, it's good. They were in the good. courtroom. Yeah, they were in the courtroom last week. But they have really good, you know, tea for not tea, yeah. but information. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we can only hope going forward that things continue to go in Britney's favor and True. the media don't portray or, or whatever, whoever. Because there's the stuff about her Instagram posts, right? Yeah. Still not sure. Still not sure if it's her. Because it could be her. She, yeah. The the floodgates could be open and she could be unleashing hell. She's like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna let yeah. these people have it, right? Yeah. Alternatively, it could be whoever is controlling her account, making her seem unstable. That's true. That is true. But she did say, she said in her first, like the, the, when the court recording came out, she said, I, the reason I haven't said anything, the reason I, I was, I've been trying to be pretending that everything's okay. That's true. Absolutely. I, I get that. So, you know, I, every, like everything I read on Britney's Instagram, again, I'm a bit, unless it's, unless it would be a video of her saying this, unless she posts a video of her saying this stuff, yeah, then I'll 100% believe it. But again, I take everything with a pinch of salt. Exactly, exactly. But let's just hope she gets what she deserves. Totally. And do you know what? Another what? Um, another public feud that's been unravelling. <gasps> oh my God, is it Nosebleed Fits and Max Beleg Day? It is, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know TikTok, British TikTok, British TikTok, British, blah, 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 <laughs> British, British TikTokers, Nosebleed Fits, aka Bella, and Max Beleg Day. But yeah, that, that beef is just... So ridiculous. Li- it is ridiculous. Let's just give a basically a rundown. So basically, yeah. Nosebleed Fits has had a viral video going, Bonsoir, je m'appelle, big fat, big fat liar. liar. Right? And Max Baleng says big fat apparently a lot, right? Yeah, but also, so do a lot of people. So do a lot of people. It's a British thing and it's also a northern thing as well. It's like, oh yeah, big fat, blah, blah, blah. You're a big fat, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it's, no, it is, it is. It's... it's not a trademarked thing at all. Well, it's, it's I, well, if anyone's trademarked, it's that little girl that's like, thanks, Sarah. Now my iPad charger's done to yours, you big fat idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's her. <laughs> anyway, so Nosebleed Fits wants to release some new merch and call it Big Fat. Yeah. Uh, big Fat Fits. And then yeah. they're like, oh no, Max has already called his merch Big Fat Merch. And there's all this drama. And then Nosebleed Fits threatened to come around and punch him and his boyfriend. And right. Now, Max. But can we just oh, say, can we just, can, can we just say what? that Max actually handled it quite well? He did handle it quite well. But I've always had the opinion of Max because. Um, Watching, I think he's funny. Uh, watching all of his videos, though, he has just not given a shit really about COVID rules. So that kind of automatically puts him in a bit. <laughs> yeah, of but a... that's not got nothing to do with the beef. It's got nothing <laughs> to do with the beef, like... but it's just got it. That that kind of forms my opinion of Belegd. Okay, but and Nosebleed but... Fits is a queen. I'm, you know, okay, she's but queen. she massively overreacted and yeah, then did, like yeah. tried to post the receipts and be like, oh yeah, look. And the receipts just made her look even worse. Yeah, it, it's not great. Um, and it's then it was stupid. the kind of thing, stupid. She said, she said, oh, you know, a cis Matt white man can get away with anything and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, it's not really about that. No. It's, it's about an overreaction. But what to... made, the, the thing is that she's like, I'm not going to gatekeep any phrases. And then she goes and gatekeep the phrase. Big fat liar. Exactly. Big exactly. Fat, like. Exactly. And I and I do I get it. It's frustrating. Like, and I get you know, 
you're well within your rights to be like, look, this has pissed me off. I don't really want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. That's fine. But still, but hold on. Like, Just call it big fat fits. It's not the fucking same. Exactly. It's not the same thing at all. It's not something you should be beefing about. Like, no. so I, it's not a kind of beef where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so team this or I'm so team that. I don't really care, to be honest. Well, and, and Max also did put out on his Instagram just saying like, oh, because he thought that maybe calling it big fat would be offensive. Yeah. So he put out and he was like, does anyone have a problem with this? She didn't say anything. Like she could have, she could have said something and been like, oh, you know what? Like I, you know, that I feel like I wanted to call my thing that. And I'm sure that he would have been like, oh, okay, I'll call it something else. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't care. Most ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... it's so, so stupid, like, pointless people. But I was, like, wrapped in it, laughing it last night. Yeah, yeah, me too, Other people me making too. TikToks about it. It was just making me laugh. Yeah, the TikToks are funny. I saw one that said, if you say, the one I sent you, that's like, if you say nosebleed in the mirror three times, she'll come and come out and beat you up, <laughs> beat up you and your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, it's just hilarious. Actually, her first <laughs> thing to go for was like, oh, you want to you be talking shit? I'll come and knock out you yeah. and your boyfriend. <laughs> it's like, really? Like, come on. Oh god. Anyway, one one thing that I read in the news this week which is actually interesting is um they found two men dead in Versace's mansion. Oh my god, that's right. a dark. I thought you were gonna go with like a funny anecdote. No, oh it's god. not a funny anecdote. It's 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 just in theme with the podcast because we did true. a show about Gianni Versace. That's true. So did. basically they've turned his mansion into like a luxury hotel, right? It's been converted right. into a luxury hotel. And apparently, well, not apparently, but the bodies of two men were found in an upstairs suite of the mansion. Um, the deaths were discovered by housekeeping staff on the eve of the 24th anniversary of his of Versace's murder. Wait, I thought okay. you were saying it like the bodies had been in there for like 14 no! years. No! Oh, oh my like, God, what? no! I was like, where have they been kept? <laughs> no! These are oh fresh gosh. bodies. Um, basically... Oh the room apparently was not in disarray and that it's just suspected a suicide pact or a murder suicide. Right. But I thought I'd share, I just read for it because obviously oh. we did a we did an episode on Gianni Versace's murder and I just thought that was interesting that it happened like the night before the anniversary. Gosh. Maybe Andrew Cannon is back from the maybe. grave. Maybe he is. Maybe he really ascended to five D. Oh my god. And now he's back. No, I'm kidding. Very real possibility. Oh please. Have you seen any of the pictures from the Sex and the City reboot? <sighs> Looks awful. It's like one thing that we just don't need. Excuse me, I'm very excited about it. Oh, I just know. I just can't. And it hasn't even got Kim Cattrall in it. I it mean, doesn't please. have Kim Cattrall on it. So you don't have the... But then me and, me and my friend Rhea, we like love Sex and the City, but we always mock Samantha's lines. Look, I remember because Sex and the City 2, the movie. Oh, that's awful. So... Awful and incredibly offensive. Yeah. So, so I don't hold out much fucking hope. I don't know. Well, everything. I think. I think from what I've seen, I think it's going to be painfully woke. Oh God! Yeah. So it's going to go so far in the other direction. Because, also, <laughs> I I don't know why this really upsets me. I read something about it today that Carrie has a podcast. Oh, of course she does. Because uh, every single you know every pretentious person has a podcast. They do, but like <laughs> it's it's just a bit like I was like, oh, really? Does she have a podcast? Does does she have to? Can she not have like a TikTok? No, I'm kidding. Um, she could have a TikTok, but I don't know. I I am very much looking forward to it because I love anything um, Sex and the City. I think Michael Patrick King is is a great writer and all that stuff, and also the fashion. I love it. I know, excited. it's just so terribly unrealistic. Of course it is, of course it is. Let's be honest. But then so is Bridget Jones. You... What else did that Michael Patrick, what's his name, do? He did The Comeback, starring Lisa Kudrow. Oh, right. You ha Have you still not watched The Comeback? I've watched a bit of that. It's actually quite funny. Oh, my God, I love The Comeback. Valerie Cherish. Highly recommend anyone watching The Comeback. He also, I think he did Two Broke Girls, which was good for a while. Oh, my God. Two Broke, come on. Two Broke Girls was good. My a... God, absolutely not. Oh, do you know what I started watching? What? American Horror Stories. Oh, is it good? I haven't watched any yet. It's awful. Oh. In the first 10 minutes, they've got like a girl who's supposed to be 16 years old mm. in the gimp suit. <gasps> oh. And then she's like masturbating. Oh my, no. I'm sorry, yeah. but no. And oh. she's like, and she's masturbating, dreaming of Paris Jackson. Oh. 
it's creepy it's like why would you do like why can't you at least write them 18 yeah exactly or like older they're literally in high school like put them in college why don't you just put them in college it's it's weird it's sick it's weird and it is and the acting is terrible i couldn't get past the first episode i mean fucking paris jackson's in it for god's sake it's not gonna be fucking oh it's so awful like honestly Ryan Murphy's fall from grace could not happen soon enough. <laughs> no, I like Ryan Murphy. We've had this discussion I, regularly. I like his his like concept and his ideas. The execution, oh god. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes. Um, Most of, I feel like I feel like seventy percent of the time, um, it sucks, and thirty percent of the time is so good that you kind of forget about the seventy percent. True, fair enough. I get, I get that. I get that. I'll give you that. Um, sorry, just a little. Michael Patrick King also wrote AJ and the Queen, starring RuPaul. Wasn't that supposed to be awful? No, it was really good. Really, I heard that it was like dreadful. No, it was dreadful, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, nice. It was dreadful in the way that Greece... number one fracker. Hey, we don't talk about the fracking. <laughs> All right, we don't talk about the fracking. Um, speaking of Drag Race, I know you don't really watch Drag Race, but season three of Drag Race UK is coming to the UK in autumn. Season three of Drag Race UK is coming, coming to, to the, the UK. UK. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> the heat is slowing me down, guys. I swear. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. No, I'm kidding. You know it. You get the gist. I don't need to rephrase yeah, myself. You don't need to rephrase. I will it. not be edited. I'm Absolutely kidding. not. Definitely will. Um, this podcast. No, never. Could you imagine how many burps there would be alone? That's true. And mostly from you. They're not mostly. I'm not drinking a carbonated beverage today, so I'll probably be all right. When you do drink a carbonated beverage, my lord, the amount of burps <laughs> that need to be cut out, and I'm like, Ooh. I know it's horrendous. So not like you don't do it as well. Oh, I do it all the time. I'll do one now. <laughs> I'll keep that one in oh, as well. <laughs> Sorry for anyone that doesn't like burps. Deal with it. <laughs> So, I believe it's time to tell the story of Diane Downs. Let's do it. I'm going to tell the story. So, I found out about this story on a TV show called World's Most Evil Killers. Nice. On Now TV. Big up Now TV. Quality content. I'm not going to lie to you. Now TV is the shit for true crime stuff. They have. They have all the sky crime stuff so they have loads so they have like some dateline on there they have one called snapped they have like um first a wedding then a murder like stuff like that and it's all really good it's because they have sky crime um but this particular episode of world's most evil killers was narrated by the one and only fred dinage who the hell is that? How do you not know Fred Dinage? He used to present How To with Carol Vorderman. Fred Dinage? Fred Dinage. And now he is... Oh, home. wait. It's like the guy that's like, How To. How To. How For Now. And, and, he's, and he's got like... Glasses. Has he got like... Really glasses? tan. Really tan. <gasps> Sorry. I'm going to have to Google him. Google, What's his name Google again? Fred Dinage. Fred Dinage. Is he on... He currently... Fred... Pres- he also presents a local news show. Of course he does. News. I was going to say, he does our news. He does. Now you've just doxxed us to the world. What, that we live in <laughs> in Kent, basically? Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so Fred Diane, the way he the way he narrates it is like, Diane Downs went to her car and she that. opened the door. And I, I was, it was good for like five minutes, but then when I, when they were talking about like, you know, like forensic stuff, it was a bit like the blood splatter was, and I was like, Fred, <laughs> calm down. Can I just, can I just say his picture on Wikipedia is him washing a car. Uh, oh my God. I'm going to put that on the Instagram. It's literally him washing a car. I'm like on like an estate. Oh, no, actually that's not an estate. That's a fancy house. Oh my god! Go on, Fred. Fred Dinage in 2013. It's it. It's described. The, the photo is described as here's one of Southern TV legend Fred Dinage pitching in at a free car wash in Hambledon. He's a genuine bloke and did a howl just for me. It was a special moment. Why is that become? If I was Fred Dinage, I'd be so annoyed. I'd be like, why is this fucking bloke's picture of me washing a car on my Wikipedia? No, it's good. It shows. It shows that he does a bit of nice bit of care in the community. It's true. You know, it shows bit, depth. 
a bit, a bit of a charity, charity Absolutely. work. So anyway, back to the story. So this week I'm discussing the story of Diane Downs, the murder of her seven-year-old daughter Cheryl, and the attempted murder of her two other children, Christy and Danny. Right. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a little, a little bit of history about Diane. She was born in Phoenix, Arizona on the on guess when? On the when? 7th 7th of August. Right. Does that not ring any bells to you? Is it your birthday? It is my birthday, yeah. But yeah, that's coming up soon, isn't it? It is. Better get me gift buying. Um <laughs> 7th of August 1955, which makes her a Leo, which nice. in my opinion obviously is the best star sign. But also mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the only Leo in the room, you know. Everyone I've known, me. I've known from my interactions with a certain Leo, I've known him to be quite fiery. Is that me by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. Like the fiery. lion's roar. <gasps> and the mad lion's roar. <laughs> um. So anyway, Diane Downs, Leo, born in August 1955. Mm. So, like a lot of true crime stories, Diane didn't have a very good childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it was very strict like their dad used to give them lectures about stuff and everything right and she alleges that she was abused by her father as a child okay. um so she, so she didn't have a great start in life no um so when she was 17 she attended the pacific coast baptist bible college okay in orange california um but she orange w- california orange california Weird. Yeah, there's just a town called orange I'm oh. guessing they sell oranges there. Potentially, yeah. Kind of like in Sandwich in Kent. There's like just yeah, that's true. Sandwiches. Actually, I forget that it's called that. Yeah. Uh, so she only went there for a year because after two semesters, she got expelled for her promiscuous behaviour. Oh dear. At first, I was like, when I was watching this documentary, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how how can a school do that? And then I realised it's a Bible school. Absolutely. So, you know, they're not going to... A short skirt is promiscuous behaviour there. Absolutely. I'm just going to pour some water. Don't edit it out. Just enjoy the ASMR. Just enjoy it. Refreshing. What a first quencher. Should we pause while everyone listening goes and has a pee? (laughs) Because it makes me need one. Anyway, so... um, Diane married a man called Steve Downs in 1973 when she was 18 years old. Okay. So after having two children with Steve, she had Christine and Cheryl. Christy and Cheryl, sorry. Okay. Steve got a vasectomy as he didn't want any more kids, right? right. So he was Fair like, enough. I'm done, no ki- no more kids. But yeah. Diane wanted more, so she went out and had an affair with someone to oh, get God. to get pregnant. So she got pregnant with her third child. Uh, Stephen, but everyone called him Danny. So I will refer to him as Danny going forward. That's a bit weird. It's Stephen, but everyone called him Danny. Well, Danny was his middle name. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, Makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, so imagine if I went by my middle name. Don't say it. <laughs> I won't. Anyway, uh, so there are lots of reports that Diane really, really enjoyed being pregnant. Like, she loved it. Like, there are people that just love being pregnant. But she didn't... Very bizarre to me, that. Yeah, no thanks. Get it out. No. Um, I've seen my fr- I've seen our friend's swollen feet, so... I've seen our friend's swollen everything. She is ready <laughs> to pop, honestly. She is. In this heat as well. No thank you. Yeah. Anyway, so um, apparently she loved being pregnant, but she just didn't really like the after bit. Like, yeah. you know, caring for the children, yeah, actually exactly. being a mother. Yeah. Um, it's reported that she would often like leave the kids alone um, for long periods of time and stuff like that. Um, just, you know, just being really shitty as a mother, yeah. really. So in 1980, Diane and Steve divorced. I'm assuming it was probably something to do with the illegitimate child that she had. Potentially, yeah. That could that could do it, you know. Yeah, that could end do. a relationship. Could do. Um, I'm, I didn't... I wasn't going to include this, but I will. Diane then, another year, the year after... Or, or so she had another baby via surrogate to give to someone else. Right. She just okay. like I think this woman just likes being pregnant. Like it's just a very strange. It's just her vibe. So anyway, Diane started working at the US Postal Service. Right? Okay. It's a class job. Um, when she started dating a married co-worker. Okay. Now, I think his name, I can't remember his first name, but his surname was Nickabocker. Nickabocker, as in glory. 
As in glory, as in Knickerbocker glory. And I just thought I'd say it was Knickerbocker. So anyway, Diane became like obsessed with him. Like she was like in love with him. Yeah. Right. But he was just like, this is a fling because apparently she had a bit of a reputation around the office. I said that in air quotes of being, again, promiscuous. Mm -hmm. Us, you know, I've got nothing against promiscuity. Do, Do what you do. You know? I thought you were going to put a butt on the end there. Oh, no. The only butt... <laughs> no butt whatsoever. I well, was waiting well, for the well, butt to go. Some butt, but not the butt you mean. Nice. nice. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, so this guy, Mr. Knickerbocker, was like, no, don't want any of it, you know, because she had kids, right? He was right. like, I don't ever want children and I don't want to raise your children. This is only just a bit of a fling. So he ended okay. the so he ended the affair. It was like, it's done, I'm done. Right. So in nineteen eighty one, Diane moved away from where she lived in Phoenix to Springfield, Oregon. Right? Oh, love that name. In it, Springfield, Oregon. She puts the spring in Springfield. Oh Jesus. Um with obviously hoping that this Mr. Knickerbocker guy would follow her to Wait. Oregon. Which he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he did not. But she spent like the next two years, like desperately, desperately trying to like reignite their relationship. She would send him letters. She would like stalk him. He even said as well that he thought that she was planning to murder his wife. Jesus. But there's no proof of that. There's no like nothing. She's a bit unhinged. She's just a little bit obsessed with Mister Knickerbocker. Right. She wants to be Diane Knickerbocker. Right? Okay. But she's not going to be. So from Diane's perspective, she thought the only thing that was stand, standing in the way of her being with the man she loves was her children. Oh, God. So what did she do? She decided, to, she decided to kill them. Great. Because that's, you know, what, what you would do, wasn't it? Like, Absolutely. Especially somebody that loves being pregnant as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like, it's gone to great lengths to mm. have children. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. It's it's doesn't make any. No. So on the 19th of May, 1983, Diane drove her three children, eight-year-old Christy, seven-year-old Cheryl and three-year-old Danny to a remote location in the middle of nowhere. So she just drove out to this random road in the middle of nowhere. She stopped mm-hmm. the car, got out, went to the trunk. She then took a gun from the trunk, walked back to the driver's side of the car, then shot her daughter Cheryl at close range. Jesus Christ. Cheryl was sat in the front seat and fell backwards out of the car. Diane then shot her again whilst she was on the ground outside the car. What? Yep. She then leant back. She then leant into the back of the car and shot her son, three-year-old Danny, in the back. Oh, my God. Then shot her daughter, Christy, twice in the chest. That's insane. Yeah, it is. Now, I'm going to tell I'm going to say something now that is slightly graphic. So if you don't want to hear it, anyone just trigger warning. Trigger warning. So they could tell that Christy had raised her hands. Right. Obviously, to kind of hide from the second shot because the gun went through her thumb. Oh. The sh- the gunshot, the bullet went through her thumb and then into her chest. Jesus. So, Cheryl died at the scene. Okay. And Christy and Danny were wounded but still alive. Oh my God. Yeah. So, Diane didn't know this at the time. She thought she'd killed them. Um, right. She then shot herself in the arm, right? What, to try and make it look like... Yeah, to try and... Ma- I'll, I'll get... I'll get okay. to... Oh, yeah. Right, so, she shoots herself in the arm... Right? And then bandages her wounds up. Doesn't bandage any of the children up. Calculated. Doesn't doesn't bandage any of the children's wounds. No. That's... That's... I'm just getting that. Because, like, okay, surely if she wanted to make it look like somebody else... Exactly. ...had done it, why wouldn't she... Fucking hell. Exactly. Okay. So... After she shot herself in the arm, she then drove to the hospital with the children. So Cheryl was back in the car. Okay. Um, Danny and Christy were still alive, but obviously really badly injured in the back. Right. So she drove to the hospital, which was six miles away, right? It should have taken her 10 minutes to get there. Right. It took her over half an hour. Why? Well, 
they they say that she realised that Danny and Christy were still alive in the back, which is why she drove really slowly to kind of, I guess, oh, wait for God. them to die. That's yeah, awful. Terrible. And there have been, been reports they, that, like, they knew that she was driving slowly because a couple a couple were driving behind her and recognised the car on the news and stuff so they corroborated that she was driving really, really slowly. Right. right. Okay. Now, I'm not being funny. If you've got your children in the car and they've just been shot, right, and you didn't do it, you're going to mm-hmm. be rushing to that hospital, aren't exactly. you? There's exactly. Exactly. And you're not going to just bandage yourself. You, you're, you're not even going to think you're not about even yourself going... in that moment. No, wait. Would you even bother to put a bandage on you? That would not be your no, instinct. No, not if you just have got a very superficial kind of bullet wound. Exactly. It's just, it's just, just mental. So when they arrived at the hospital, Christy and Danny were still alive. Unfortunately, uh, Cheryl had died. Um, Jesus. Christy suffered a stroke due to her injuries. Oh, my God. So she God. was shot twice in the chest. And then Danny was paralysed due to being shot in the spine. So he wasn't dead? Nope. Christy and Danny were still alive. So that's... Um, okay. But they have they have suffered, like... It's, it's said in this documentary, obviously they didn't go into too much detail, but they have suffered... Well, they did suffer um, long-lasting damage. Because so of they being shot. are they still alive now? They are, but yeah, I believe so. They 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 didn't die because of this. Jesus. Um, but so yeah, Danny was paralysed, so in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and they said Christy suffered a stroke, so she has. So they didn't go into detail of what what her I guess for want of a better phrase ailments are, right. but you know she's permanently affected by what happened. Absolutely. So, Diane told people told the police told the hospital that she'd been attacked by a shaggy haired stranger right and that he tried to steal the car and shoot and then shot her children right so according to diane her story is that her car was flagged down by the man the shaggy haired stranger right she stopped got out of the car right? right and then when she got out of the car he shot her in the arm and then shot her three children from the driver's side outside the car Right. I mean, the most unbelievable story ever. Why would a woman driving down the road in the dark, in the middle of nowhere, stop for a man that was flagging her car down if she exactly. was in there with her three children? And then why would she stop and then get out? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Almost like it's totally made up bullshit. <laughs> exactly. So she then claimed that she pretended to throw... You know, like you'd throw a ball for... You'd pretend to throw a ball for a dog. Mm-hmm. But you still hold of it. Apparently she did that with her car keys. What? And then in her words, she jumped back in the car and drove like a mad woman to the hospital. But she drove, like, two times under how, like, the, whatever... She drove at, like, 10 minutes, 10 miles an hour. And obviously, again, that's corroborated by several witnesses that say she was driving so slowly and they wondered why she, this, this car was driving so slowly. So bizarre. So everyone at the hospital thought, you know, this this mother who's child, she's lost one of her children and two of her children are very severely injured. They thought she was acting really strange because, first of all, like I said before, she was the only one wearing a bandage. Of course. She was the only one who had dressed her wounds, whose wounds <laughs> were dressed. Uh, she was also apparently acting very calm. Not like a mother whose children were, you know... One was dead and two were almost dying. Exactly. Well, because... Yeah, well, she did it. And apparently yeah. she was sometimes even laughing and giggling. Telltale sign. I mean, it gives you kind of Laurie Vallow. Yeah, absolutely. Laurie Vallow energy, doesn't it, really? like, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like how baffling. Like, how, how could you do that? I have no clue. Just because you're in love with someone, it's like, it's get a fucking wild. grip. Like, what's the point? And that's kind of almost sad because obviously Laurie Vallow leaving um, her family behind to go Mm -hmm. after the the bloke, Chad Dober. I don't get it. Like, how desperate do you have to be? Like, I don't even think it's a matter of that. I think it's a matter of, like, I mean, it has to be severe mental illness. It has to be. be. It can't be. Or not even mental illness. Just, just Just a. Just a. Just narcissism. Like, the. 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 Only giving a shit about yourself. Yeah, like zero remorse, that yeah, kind of thing. No empathy, nothing. Just a mm-hmm. what's what's the word? A sociopath. Yeah. 
Yeah, like exactly. a damn sociopath. Exactly. Um, that song's in my head all the time at the moment. Oh, it really annoys in everybody's me. Everybody's heads. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. When Diane was told by the doctors that Danny was shot in the spine, she replied with, oh, so he wasn't shot in the heart? What? Yeah. So her response was, oh, so he wasn't shot in the heart. So she obviously thought she'd shot him in the heart. Exactly. So she was obviously aiming for his heart and got him in the back. Um, fucking horrifying. She also told doctors that if Christy was to have any, any brain damage, she should be allowed to die and not be saved. Wow, what, what mother, empathetic. What mother, you know, would say, oh, you know, let her die. Let, if she's got any any kind of brain damage, let her die. She, I don't want her to live if she's got brain damage. That's fucked up. Horrifying. But Obviously I mean, she just didn't care at all, did she? Yeah. I mean, one of the strangest things happened that was really kind of like a red flag was her daughter Christie's reaction to Diane coming in the room. So right. once Christie had, like, regained consciousness and they kind of got her you know, feeling better, essentially. Uh, Diane was allowed to visit the room. And apparently she, when she leaned over Christy, she was saying, I love you so much. I love you. You're my world. I love you, blah, blah, blah. But apparently the people that were in the room, like the nurses and doctors were saying that Christy's heart rate went through the roof when she saw her mum. I bet. And she looked terrified. I bet she did. I mean, you've got, you know... Any other be like, that's, that's the woman who tried to kill, kill me. me. But also, like, if any other mother, child's mother came in, they would be eased. They would, be, you know, they would feel at ease. They would feel exactly. safe. Whereas, yeah. no, this is the woman that just shot her and her two siblings in the back of their car. Like, crazy. So the police obviously didn't believe Diane's story. They were like, that's bullshit. Like, not mm -hmm. at all. So the children were taken into foster care and the police began to investigate the case. So right. they didn't arrest Diane straight away because obviously they kind of went along with the story of, they kind of, they weren't investigating the shaggy haired stranger. Right. But they weren't telling anyone that. They were, you know, and Diane was apparently very uh, loose lipped to the press and was saying, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. They're, you know, they're not looking for the shaggy haired man. They're trying to investigate me. They think I've done something wrong. Um, which ultimately they were. Yeah, and exactly. she did. They knew straight away that absolutely. her story just was absolute bullshit. But obviously they couldn't take her in because they didn't have any yeah. evidence. So the car was taken in for investigation. And I'm just going to lay down a couple, uh, tell you about a couple of basically bits of damning evidence, really. So um, it had blood splatter. Um, they did a blood splatter analysis and there were splatters on the car which weren't consistent with Diane's story. Right. So basically, Diane had said that the attacker was stood outside the car on the driver's side when shooting the children, right? Right. But the blood, there was blood splatter on the underside of the car, right? Mm -hmm. And they said that the blood splatter was either caused by someone being shot at close range or someone coughing blood. Oh. Now... Again, trigger warning. This is going to be. I don't know if you. I don't know if, if you want to listen. If you don't, just pause for like ten seconds. <laughs> now they found out that the reason um, Cheryl died was because she choked on. She basically drowned on blood. She choked, choked on her own blood. So that proved that she was outside the car, which didn't go with Diane's story. Right? right, and the direct there was stuff about directional splatter, like where it was, where she would have been to the direction of the blood splatters, okay. and also they the powder left from guns. So if you shoot every time you shoot a gun, there's powder that comes yeah, out. Yeah, of course. Um, and obviously there was powder staining on the children and in places in the car that would only be consistent with the gun being fired in the car and at close range. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there was no way that the blood could have got there from what Diane was saying, as she said that he, the attacker, shot the kids outside the car. Right. Um, so, the most damning evidence... Now, the documentary made this really confusing, so oh. I had to do a little bit more investigation, and I've kind of, like, I've simplified it because it was very confusing. Because there were, like, multiple... Like, there was another gun involved, but the gun had nothing to do with the murder, but they... Anyway... 
Okay. I'll just, I'll, I have simplified it and I'll tell you in the easiest way that I think is understandable. Go on, go for it. So the da- most damning evidence was the bullet casings that they found in the car. So these bullet casings had grooves on them, right? Okay. That matched grooves on bullets that were found in Diane's house, right? Right, that's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Now the grooves were made from when the bullets were ejected from a gun, right? Okay. So Diane had... A rifle, right, which had, which took these bullets, right, which is where these bullets came from that they found in her house. Right. Right. But the children weren't shot with a rifle, they were shot with a pistol. But the pistol that they were shot with took the same bullets as the rifle, right? Right. So it's the same, yeah. So they, yeah, they matched the bullets, the marks on the bullets, because apparently they were saying that every gun's... It happens when the, you eject the bullets, right? But every gun's ejector leaves a different pattern, basically. Then okay. no two are the same due to, like, you know, manufacturing inconsistencies or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's how they match them, right? So that basically connected the bullets to Diane, right? Okay. The gun that was used to shoot the children was never found. Like, they never found that gun. So who knows where that went? Um, she probably just she must have gotten rid of it somewhere somewhere I mean she was in they were in the middle of nowhere so she could have literally yeah who knows Um, so nine months after the shooting Diane was arrested for the murder of Cheryl and the attempted murder of Christy and Danny because obviously they had the blood evidence and they had you know things like that so yeah um so when Diane went to her arraignment, you know, as, as one does, like, you know, you've been arrested and then yeah. basically before trial, don't they? That's what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, after everyone had done their statements, you know, this is that, this, that, this, the other. Um, Diane's attorney stood up and told the courtroom, he said this, my client is pregnant and it would be bad for her health to go to jail. You're joking. Was she pregnant? She was pregnant again. What? Yeah, and according to rumours, the father of the child was a local, like, reporter. Because she was like... What the hell? She was, like, mouthing off to all these reporters, telling them, you know, but... I don't know why I don't know. I mean... Why I have no clue. To try and get more of a scoop, I guess. Absolutely. It was quite a big thing. It was a big... I mean, she obviously was, like... I think she was probably wanting sympathy from the jury to be like, Most oh, well, you know, I would never kill my children because I... Well, she was a um, sociopath, so... 100%. So she's probably trying to show them that, you know, because she's pregnant again, she would, you know, I obviously want to have another baby. I wouldn't harm my children, you know? Trying to wriggle her way out of it. Insane. But um, she didn't get the sympathy as the evidence against her was, like, monumental, like, with the bullets, okay. the blood, the this. And um, especially... Because daughter, uh, her daughter Christy took the stand, took took the oh, witness really? stand, yeah. And when they asked her who shot her and her siblings, she said, "My mum did it." Fucking hell. And then she went and told the story of how, of what I said earlier of what happened, like how she she killed them both. Jesus. Um, ki- sorry, didn't kill child. them both. How she killed Cheryl and then shot the shot the two of them. But that's poor that's child. It's awful, isn't it? To to. To have a mother, like, you know, you think of a mother as protective, loving, all-encompassing, you know, it's just, it's awful. So, the jury found Diane guilty of murder of her daughter, Cheryl, and the attempted murder of her children, Christy and Danny. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was sentenced to life in prison, plus 50 years. Good. Mm Mm-hmm. So, ten days after she was found guilty, Diane gave birth to a baby girl who was immediately given up for adoption. Um, right. I don't know. I, I I don't know if she knows who her mother is to this day. Oh, she does. She's right. been on Oprah. Oh, Oprah. Yeah. That like she got interviewed. She got interviewed on the Oprah show, yeah. and she was on a couple of other things, I think, as well. But I don't. She, obviously, I don't have any contact. She's like yeah, my yeah, mom's yeah. monster. Yeah. And Anne Rule wrote a book. Right. On Diane Downs called yeah. Small Sacrifices. I haven't read it. Right. But do you know that there was also um well another interesting tidbit about Oprah. Mm. Um Anne Rule and um 
Diane Downs were on Oprah. You can watch it on YouTube. I haven't watched the full thing, but they were like arguing back and forth because oh, really? Diane Downs did not like the book at all. And she was like, basically, like, Amber was a liar, all this kind of yeah. stuff. Like, well, she's basically just chatting shit. She still protests. I, I wrote this sentence because I thought it was. She still protests her innocence from jail. Ridiculous. Crazy. And Joe Farrah Fawcett played. Really? Um, yep. And it was, but it was um, based on Amrul's book. Oh, okay. It's called oh. Small Sacrifices. Oh, I'll have to give it a go. It's like one of those made-for-TV movies. Okay, maybe I won't give it a go. No, maybe. Made-for-TV movies suck. <laughs> they really do. Now, she'd been in jail for a while, a few years, and mm. um, Diane escaped from jail, right? Right, right. Okay. So she was out of jail for like a week. That's insane. I know. And she was found, like, nearby, staying in a house with, like, loads of men, right? I don't know the details of how she was connected to these men, but it's reported that one of them said he thought she was trying to get herself pregnant. Fucking hell. Like... It's, like, proper, just, like, really sociopathic vibes, honestly. I just don't get it. Like, obviously I don't get it, but it's, like... What the fuck? Like you're Very in strange. you're in prison. Like, why would you want to subject a child to that? Why would you? Well, she's obviously not thinking. She's obviously I mean, she's but she she herself. was obviously thinking like, oh, I'm out. I'm done. True. I'm out of jail. Yeah, yeah. But so now I'm just gonna get pregnant. Crazy how people can actually escape from jail. I know it's that's insane when people escape jail. It's like Wild. it's the one place you you shouldn't that you shouldn't be able to escape from. Yeah. Very weird. Anyway, so the story does have a bit of a happy ending. So um, the prosecutor in the case against Diane Downs actually adopted her two surviving children, Christy and Danny. Oh, I like that. Which I think is a nice end to a horrific story. That is good. But I'm going to bring it down a little bit. Why? Jay, she's actually got a parole hearing this year. She does have a parole hearing this year, but every parole hearing she's had before, she's been denied. So... I'm hoping that she will be denied again. Because, um, like, I can't even to. imagine that. Like, okay, I, you know my feelings on, like, prison, prison reform, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. cases like this, like, those children are still alive. And if I was those children and that, like, monster mm. was released, I mean, you can't even imagine. The, 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 the trauma that they would face. Like, like, unspeakable. It would just be horrific. And it's like... I, I get prison reform. I, I, I do understand it and I do think it, 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 it works in ways. But certain cases like this one, a woman that was so obsessed with herself and what she wanted mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she would m- murder one of her children and try to murder the other two, yet yeah. still continue to want to have more children i mean yeah she's a threat to she's a th- everybody because what she I, I mean obviously i don't i'm i'm pretty sure she's not of childbearing age now she was born in no. 1955 so but, but she, if she's got that obsession exactly who's to say she wouldn't adopt a child exactly. to then you know or or have someone have a surrogate for her so she exactly. can experience that pregnancy to then go on and you know kill So, yes, that was the story of Diane Downs and the horrific acts she did to her children. Very intense. Uh, Emily, mm-hmm. what time is it? I think it's time to take a break. I think it is time to take a break. Take it away. Indeed. So, this week's story is from um, Chat It's Fate. One of my favourite magazines. Not <laughs> not for real, but, like, for these kind of stories. Chat It's Fate. I mean, they, they peddle so much New Age woo that it's oh, actually unbelievable. Love a bit of New there's Age more, woo. There's more New Age woo in the pages of Chat It's Fate than there is on the entire Gaia streaming service. So... Um, now, I'm unfamiliar with the Gaia streaming service. Is it like Netflix, but for New Age Woo Woo? It is, and it is um, horrendous. We'll talk about it um, in, in some later episodes, I'm sure. But it's, okay. yeah, it's bad times. Um, so we've got another story from Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. All the fucking weirdos are from Kent, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. Just so um, this week's story is by Stephanie Faye Cohen. It's called A Space Invaders. Oh. I don't mind my alien visitors getting close. Oh, 
Now, Stephanie begins the story by saying that she's always had the feeling that she's not alone, but it wasn't until she was 24 that she found out why. Oh, okay. She was waiting for a bus and she felt a chill grip her body. <clears throat> she was in Jamaica, not back home in South London. So why was she shivering? Yeah, why would she get a chill Unclear. in Jamaica? Unclear. Now, by the time she got to her friend's house, she had a fever. And the next morning she woke up, she could barely move. Right. And she said that there were two tall, grey beings... By her bedside, the greys. The greys? I mean, I mean, I feel like she's got flu and she's just tripping out. Yeah, I mean, but it anyway, sounds, sounds to me like that. When did this really happen? Um, she says that they were over seven foot, slim-limbed, Ooh. bald, translucent heads, tiny noses, slits for mouths and pointy chins. Well, they sound very sexy. They really did. And they had big... Big black almond shaped eyes mm. with no pupils, just an empty blackness. That, she says see, that, she, see, that terrifies me. Oh, uh, truly. And she says that they, um, she could tell that they were actually looking at her. And mm. she said that, like, instead of being terrified, she was really, really calm and she felt relaxed. Oh, really? And they didn't talk, but conveyed a thought into her mind. No, see that? No, I'm out telepathically they said don't worry we won't hurt you and within minutes they disappeared and her breathing felt labored (laughs) so her friend drove her to a doctor in montego bay and the doctor said i don't think you realize how close to death you were her lung had collapsed what and she managed to recover within days right so obviously she's like She's probably got lack of oxygen to the brain, like probably yeah. tripping out, right? Yeah. Like, just coming down. She's like, really, she ain't well. She's got a fever. She's she's got a collapsed lung. I bet she. But, uh, do you know what? I bet she watched Signs the night before. Honestly, but instead of that, she said that um she thought the Greys had come to heal her. Well, she felt shit after after they came. So what's she going <laughs> on about? Well, because it because she said that she managed to recover within days. So like she got over it very quickly. Uh, and um she said that she didn't mention them to the doctor in case people thought that she was mad. I mean, that's quite, you know, quite I mean, reasonable. Rightfully so, yeah. <laughs> and she just didn't she was like, had I imagined them in my feverish state? Yes. The encounter seemed so clear. And then she began to start having flashbacks to similar visits she'd had um, as a child. And she said months later, it was November, and she was back in South London, and she was in her new flat, and two figures appeared before her. She said that they weren't human, but they looked slightly different to anything that she'd seen before, and she said that they were, like, cat-like. So they weren't the greys? No, these people were, like, cats. They looked like cats. They were, like, seven foot. Was right. it was it Maureen Ponderosa, aka Bastet? It looks like that, honestly. So, like she says, it had like um, high cheekbones, and the bodies are covered in spots. But she says they were very beautiful. Oh, that's nice. I know. And again, she wasn't stra- um, scared. She said she had a strange affinity with them, and that they spoke without moving their lips. And they said again, like we ain't here to hurt you, love. Like we we're just here, to, like chilling out or whatever the hell they're doing. So she had ventriloquist seven foot cats in her bedroom, <laughs> basically. And she weren't bothered, basically, right? So after that she starts to get visits um that are becoming more regular right and she's mm. also at this time she's working for the metropolitan police in Brixton. oh dear which feels with confidence it really, really does but she says she says that she would often get visitors right every night basically mm. um and she started to be able to converse with them like have a chat and that did she work and... in, did she work in like the drugs department no, I think she maybe, was a clerk. Maybe she was like getting high on her own supply. Like, do you know what I mean? Maybe like, she you know. was. Maybe she was like, oh my god, all these substances are just <laughs> going missing. Just like oh, no. tripping out on probably yeah. on DMT or something. Probably, yeah. So she said that um, these people that kept visiting her, like the aliens and that, were ancient alien races that have been around longer than humans. And the cat, so some of them are actually related to her. So apparently, the cat people right. that have come to her were her father and mother from a previous life before she was human. Oh. Which, I mean, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And the greys, apparently a wise race that watch over Earth as well as other planets. And they actually... That's like... Do you remember that story I did about that woman of the star people? Yeah. That's what she said, didn't she? She said the star people were like... Uh, ancient beings that watched over planets. Maybe that. Maybe there is some truth to this. Maybe. 
I mean, there isn't, but maybe there is. <laughs> I'd love to believe. I'd love to think that it's true. All right, Mulder and Scully. I would love to. Anyways, these creatures, these beings, whatever they are, they teach her how to speak to other aliens in the spirit world. And she says that she has experienced intense passion <gasps> with alien lovers. Oh, my goodness me. So she says that the greys, while they're quite thoughtful... Yeah. They're not very passionate. Oh, no. There's nothing worse. Oh, but God. the cat people are very sensual. Oh, my. <laughs> the cat people go at it like dogs. But they really do. And the... apparently, um, the, so she also said, the aliens I've met are conscious that if they show themselves in the natural state, humans wouldn't be ready. They can only come to people that they trust. Right. right, so hold on. Their natural state is not ventriloquist cat, or is that? I have no, state? I have okay. no idea. I have right, no okay. idea. Okay, right. So, um, she asked this these like spirit, you know, her spirit family, cat yeah. people, and the greys, and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, if they'd give us some insight into her previous lives, right. and um, they showed her being dragged down a street, um, her hands tied to a wooden pole oh my towards God. a fire, where she was burned. She's Joan of Arc. She was Joan of Arc. Shut up. All of these people were Joan of Arc, aren't they? There's so many of them. There's like I'm surprised at how many Joan of Arcs there are knocking about on the earth right Everyone's now. It's ridiculous. Been Joan of Arc. Bloody, <laughs> bloody, yeah. It's almost. I'm not gonna lie. I feel a little bit like Joan of Arc in this heat. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It's almost as if um, oh. she's just a really popular historical figure that people are like tricking themselves into believing that they are because they know a lot about her. Like the little, like the grey alien, you know, little yeah, green men vibe. Exactly. Yeah. She said, she said that, oh my God, I, like I know that it sounds really far-fetched mm. um, and people um, find it like really hard to understand her story. Now, in, um, I'm not sure what, year this story was published but she was on itv's this morning where right. where philip schofield yeah is that how you say it schofield 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 yeah okay philip schofield yeah that sounds right i was like i'm yeah. saying this wrong yeah. <laughs> um asked her why don't they show themselves now like on air yeah and she to which she replied saying alien spirits only um show themselves to individuals only like they don't knock up to the studio this morning and be like you're right lads yeah because when they get there they'll be like where's your pass you can't get in yeah and she says it's obvious that philip schofield and didn't have an open mind and that's a shame because it was a lost opportunity for people to find out about the greys and the cat people and um you know but she did actually find some um some people um after the show um mm. they found her on facebook right um and they also said that they'd experienced the same thing wow. but some people also contacted her and said that she was a nutter <laughs> okay um you've got so, to take you've got to take the rough with the smooth you know exactly exactly so but she does say that she's found you know a community of people that have experienced the same thing That's lovely. and you know She's doing all right. Oh, I'm Stephanie Faye Cohen is doing all right with the cat people and the greys. And, you I'm know, glad for Stephanie. She's living living a life. But it, there's a little bit on the end of this article that says, "Did you know?" What? And Did it's I a little what? it's a little fact. Okay, a little factoid. So it says Robbie Williams, David Bowie, William Shatner, Olivia Newton-John, and John Lennon are just a few of the famous people that have affirmed their belief in existence of beings from out of space. Okay, right, hold on, right. I'm just going to say this, right? Go on. Just by saying that the so-and-so confirms they believe in aliens from out of space, that don't mean they believe in the cat bloody... Yeah, exactly. You know, ventriloquist cat people. Exactly. They, it means th that, yeah. They don't think that the human race is alone in the universe. Exactly. It basically, they could put like, did you know 90% of um, of people uh, that like live on the planet Earth believe that there is existence of beings from outer space? Bloody hell, I gobbled, I gobbled up did. that sentence. But I, I, I'm just happy to know that Olivia Newton-John isn't an idiot. No, she's not. She knows what's going on. I bet she's experienced the cat people. I bet she has. Mm. Especially after Xanadu came out, because I just imagine the cat people love Xanadu. Roller skates, totally. disco. Totally. Glam. Maybe I was a cat... Oh, my God. Maybe I was a cat person in the previous life. Maybe that's why I love Xanadu so much. I see so you much. more as a grey. Do you? Yeah. I do have three cats. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. 
Well, I don't know. It says that the greys are thoughtful, so maybe not. No. <laughs> and also, the cat people are very passionate. Which, which is they're sensual. Sensual. I'm not very oh, sensual. God. I'm like, stick it in, get it out, over and done with. Oh, lovely. On that Definitely note... Um, <laughs> on that note, I'm off to watch Love Island. Oh, speak <laughs> lovely. I'm going to watch what I've been watching the last few weeks, which is The Simple Life, starring Paris oh, Hilton and Nicole Richie. Iconic show. So I'm just going to wish you all a wonderful week, and I'm going to end with... Bye. Bye.